0: Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Every Wednesday, we're going to be bringing you a hump day treat. It's the best of content from the XM radio show, just to give you a little taste. On today's show, we cover sex myths that still need to be debunked because they just aren't true, ways to get into anal play and stroke that prostate, how to break up with someone over the holidays, but to do it gently, and what to do when your marriage is becoming more like a roommate situation. All this and more. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com because we got all that awesome information on there to help you have better sex and relationships. You can easily subscribe and comment. Um, on itunes and all the other places where you listen to podcasts now but here's the exciting thing if you haven't heard you can check me out on sirius xm radio stars channel 109 i'm there monday through friday 5 to 7 p.m pacific and the cool thing is i get to reach so many more of you helping you with all those sex and relationship questions so check it out you can get a 30 free uh, you can get a 30 day free trial visit sex sxm or, get this, even if you don't have SiriusXM, you can still call me Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, and I'll answer your question. 888 So I hope you guys really enjoy this, these clips from the show. I want to hear what you think about it. I think it's great. I am loving it. So I want to hear what you think. You can also follow us on all social media, at Sex with Emily, across the board. So enjoy the show. What I thought I'd like to open up with tonight... I want to talk to you about some sex myths. There's a lot of things I think a lot of us believe because either we had abysmal sex education or zero sex education, or we learned it from our families, our friends, and we believe these things. We believe them to be true because, hey, you know, no one's really talking about sex, except for me. And Jamie, Jamie's here. We're talking about sex tonight. (laughs) So we always, that's what we do. But really, like where else do you like turn on the radio or you watch TV or you read something and it's actually real factual information? You know, I think that a lot of just the basics too, anatomy, sexual health information is so limited about what we actually know. So I thought these would be fun to take a gander down sex myth lane and let me lay down the sexual truth. So here's my first one. Sex equals penis and vagina or pv as we call it Mm -hmm. in sex school so penis and vagina intercourse so just the regular in and out might be the first act that you think about when it comes to sex you're like we had sex it means that my penis went into her vagina it's very heteronormative i know but that's what people think but there's also oral sex anal sex fingers, hand jobs, mutual masturbation. There's a lot of things that can be sex that can be defined as sex. And I'd love you guys to think about this because I know we've been talking a lot the last few weeks that I've been doing the show that sometimes it's just sex can be challenging, right? Someone's not aroused or turned on or sex has become a problem. And I think let's think about sex holistically in a larger sense that sex can be just intimacy it could be connecting with your partner holding hands it could be uh you could do just oral sex for one night you can mutually masturbate that Mm. is sex so let's open up how we think about sex doesn't have to just be what you've been taught
3: and it's not like linear it doesn't happen in like the same order exactly every time because right. then it would be boring
0: so boring you guys so this is it. when sex goes wrong or you're like oh god i'm turned on or i'm not turned on anymore it's okay to stop having intercourse and then go back to oral or switch it up i Don't love switching of, it up. i love switching it up that's how it stays interesting it doesn't have to be what well, we i orgasm you orgasm you know no it could just there's a lot of different ways to do it
3: there was this funny so there's this show called the league um it was on fx it's like it's over now it's a great show check it out anyways there was this episode that i was just watching and it was like uh, a couple was having sex and he was like going for like one breast and then going down this very like thing and like the wife was like do you not like my right breast <laughs> he's like no honey I, I love your right breast she's like because you only pay attention to the left one she's like, he's like well I, you know i have i have my routine my system and so it's like a lot of people do that they're like this works i'm gonna do this every time but it's like no
0: you gotta like you gotta do something different. you gotta do
3: something different exactly. you gotta switch up the order of things
0: right exactly there's so many erogenous zones on our body that we never pay attention to kissing the neck you know giving your partner a massage you know the your wrists your back all these things tickle the back erogenous zones let's pay attention to them okay Here's another myth. The longer sex lasts, the better. And I I hear this a lot from men who are like, oh, I gotta last longer. I gotta, you know, if I last an hour and a half, I should get a medal. But I don't think anyone wants sex to last that long. In fact, I think as long as you want sex to last is how long it should last. And when we're talking about sex, it could also mean all the stuff that comes before could be like the foreplay which I kind of want a new name for that because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of counter to what we're saying here about sex shouldn't be so linear so foreplay could could come after you could keep going after you have intercourse Mm -hmm. but I just you know sex can last you know as long as you want it to last and there was a study that came out that said actually men and women preferred sex to last about 25 minutes
3: yeah and I think in its in its entirety like you were saying like all the parts of it Because I feel like 25 minutes, I mean, sometimes. Sometimes 25 minutes, but but not every day. We we get
0: sore, too. It can hurt. Exactly. Sometimes we're like, and I think that's also why women fake orgasms a lot. There's many reasons why they do, and I've talked a lot about why they shouldn't. But I think it's sometimes we we want it to get over with. We don't want to hurt your feelings. We're done. We know we're not going to have our orgasm, or we already did. So I think this is something to... Bring up with your partner too, like is, maybe they think you want it to go so long and you don't. Invite you know men and women.
3: Is there like um, I guess like a less awkward way to be like this needs to stop now.
0: <laughs> I'm done. You just roll over. How about you pick up your phone and start scrolling Instagram? That's a good thing. Like, oh my god, babe, did I lose you here? No, I'm just done.
3: Yeah, sorry. How about just
0: how about just babe? Let's just take a break. How about take a break? Okay. I love taking a break. That's what I'll do sometimes in my relate. We're like, let's take a break. Because then we know it's not over. It's okay that both of us didn't orgasm or no one did, but we know we're coming back to it. And why not think of our sex? Why not never end sex with your partner? I mean, I always say foreplay starts after the last orgasm. And what I mean by that is that we should always be connecting to our partner, like sending a sexy text, talking about what we want to do next or how hot sex was the night before. I don't mean every day, all day. We have jobs and lives, but keep that fire, that pilot light. I talk about the pilot light a lot, but that's that internal flame for sex. Like, just keep that going and then you can always just dive in, dive out. Be in and be out of sex. (laughs) Thinking if it's a continued thing, that never ends. Okay, so the next myth, vaginal orgasms are superior to clitoral orgasms. Oh God, I know. Who says that there's like a superior? Like who gave out medals here? You win. But that has been the myth. <laughs> like you win. You had a vaginal. Your clitoral. Your pity little clitoral orgasms mean nothing. It's dead to me. No. Oh, here's the truth. That would mean that if that were true, that would mean that only about twenty percent of women are having the right kind of orgasms, because only fifteen to twenty five percent of women can orgasm through vaginal penetration alone. So let me stick that in for a minute, okay? Fifteen to twenty five percent. So that means that means that that and I think that number is higher than that, actually.
3: No, I you mean lower? Lower
0: than? than that. Like I think that um It might even be. Oh, oh no, right. So that means that okay, no, no, that's right. Math is not sex is my strong suit at math. So that means that between seventy five percent so that means like seventy five percent of women are not having vaginal orgasms during intercourse. The good news is it's not your fault. Who's ever having sex with them? It means that we require, we require, we need clitoral stimulation. We just need it, and that could come before sex, it could come during sex, using fingers, using toys. But to get back to the point here, vaginal orgasms are great. No orgasm is inferior to any other orgasms, and most orgasms, you know, internal, you know, or are still clitoral, and it's all it's all connected down there too. So sometimes it has to do with our anatomy. It has to do with, you know, other things like has to do with our how close we are to our our vaginal opening is to our clitoris for women. So there's a lot of different things that can be a factor here. And so just I and I also think that every woman could actually learn to have more internal orgasms just to mix it up. But again, Mm -hmm. there's a blended. Sometimes we have we have the clitoris isn't just that love button. It's like the wishbone. It has legs that go inside of you. So there's so many orgasms let's try to have them all
3: yeah it's really cool if you look it up if you look up what a clitoris looks like you might be surprised
0: yeah exactly (laughs) you guys it's not just a button it looks like a wishbone Mm -hmm. the legs like a wishbone you could hug a wishbone that you want to hug and lick and kiss and suck (laughs) for a long time and then we've got here here's another myth men want sex and women want love this is something that you always hear like men are gonna um women are gonna have sex to get to the love Mm -hmm. and men are going to women men are gonna have sex to get the love and women want the
3: it's i think it's sex i don't know i think it's like men give love to have sex and then women
0: men barter love to get sex and women barter sex to get love we've all we've all heard this right that there are um which is totally false i mean i know most men i know they want affection and cuddling and foreplay just as much as women do and what's interesting is that you know men often really want the connection of being with a partner and women want better sex in their bodies so men want that physical think about it when men aren't don't have a partner they're watching porn they might be um going to a strip club or even getting prostitutes because men actually do want they want to look at a woman's face there was a Mm -hmm. study that came out that showed what men are actually looking at when they ejaculate during porn and they're looking at the women's face to get the reaction So for men, they want that connection. Women, we can get that physical connection as someone, but we want more of a somatic experience. Mm -hmm. Like we want better sex in our bodies. So let me explain this difference here. Is that it's somatic, which means body, versus empathic pleasure so i think that men it's easier for men to get off we just know that i know that there can be challenges but the truth is men it's easier for you guys to orgasm you don't even have to talk about different kinds of like spots on your body like you're pretty much going to come but for women we want to be with a partner who can get us off who understands our body or that we we need to know our own body so we can explain it to our partner So I think that, you know, men want to be with a partner they connect with, which makes sense. And women want to be with a partner who knows that can help them figure out the best sensations in their bodies. Help get there. Help us get there. So that's a way of saying that is not true. I think we all want love and we all want sex. Mm. Then we've got porn viewing is a slippery slope to addiction. Now, porn addiction is a rare, rare condition. It can happen. And really the thing about porn is, you know that there's a problem if there's consequences. Just like any addiction, shopping addiction, drug addiction, if you're a smoker. If there's consequences, meaning you're masturbating so much that you can't make it to work, you can no longer have sex with your partner, that's when it's a problem. But if it's not consuming your life, you're fine. We had a great show about this with Jamie Waxman. Mm-hmm. If you guys, you should totally check out the XM app. Uh, Check out that show from last week. We talked a lot about porn. Here's another one. Another myth. You and your partner have to want the same amount of sex. Mm, That's like Ah. the
3: biggest one.
0: The number one myth here. If you were listening to last night's show, here's what is normal. It's normal to not be at the same level of desire. Like it's typical that one partner is going to want have higher desire One partner's gonna have lower desire, and then that could switch the next week. That could switch the next year. And that assumption follows that women want to have less sex than men. So the goal here with mismatched libidos is just, first, number one, accept the fact that you and your partner are not always gonna want sex the same rate as you did in the beginning. Because in the beginning, you probably wanted it all the time. Mm. So your goal with libidos and sex life with your partner it's not to match your partner's libido, it's to negotiate and to compromise and to figure out how often, how frequent, what time of day is best for you to have sex, scheduling sex, and nurturing that connection and letting go of all the unrealistic expectations that there's something wrong with you or your partner because you don't want sex. It's like, it's. I can't think of anything more normal. Like It's probably the top question we get asked is, why doesn't my partner want to have sex when I do? Or vice versa. Exactly. I want more. So I think um, there's a lot of other things. Also, eye contact, kissing, touching, holding hands, massage. They're all ways to stay connected without the expectation of sex. Because the flip side of this is sometimes we have such a high expectation of intercourse, but sometimes our partner might just want to cuddle or have a massage, which BTW could lead to sex. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just that intimacy
3: is enough. And then to something that you say all the time emily is talking about what initiation looks like to each other because i I know that's like one thing it's like some partners are like i do want to have sex i just wait for you to to want to have sex
0: so if you're waiting for your partner maybe you even said to them i wish you would initiate more with my follow-up question as jamie's saying is tell me what that looks like for you for me like for me to initiate and then that's your job. The partner's asking your partner to initiate more to say, well, I guess when I get home from work, if you start giving me a back massage, that would be a good signal that you want to have sex. Or, you know, if you throw me down on the bed and start giving me a blow job, or I would say, throw me down the bed and start going down on me. Like, that's how we know. Or mm-hmm. maybe you, whatever, figure out what it means to you. It's a great exercise, too, because you might not know. Yeah. So then you could figure out with your partner.
3: I know. I was trying to think. I'm like, how do I initiate and I guess I just—I don't know. You just roll over and you just grab his penis, pull down his pants. Usually, no. I <laughs> I guess I just you know start making out. I do I do the neck kiss a lot. <gasps> the neck kiss is a great one. Yeah, you start so, the neck kiss. You do the the hot breathing on the earlobe. Yeah. erogenous
0: zone. Hot breathing on earlobe is is so amazing, and I don't think it happens enough. It doesn't. Like small kisses around the neck and the ears are mm-hmm. so erogenous for men and women. We're already chock full of information here. Okay, so here's our last myth. Once you get aroused, you should stay aroused.
3: Mm. Mm -mm. No,
0: you guys. Arousal is going to naturally ebb and flow even in the same moment, in the same sex session. Your blood flow to your body is going to alternate throughout foreplay, throughout sex. And we all know... That sometimes like a phone call, the kids, a dog, you know, something <laughs> can interrupt it. And then we're like, oh, God, it's gone. It's gone. And we talk a lot about mindfulness here and about how to get back. And how you get back to it is if you don't attach to it. Like, oh, man, my arousal is gone. I'm not going to get my men. You're like, I'm not going to get my boner back. I'm not I'm not hard anymore. And then we trip ourselves out. and We're like, it's not going to happen. But the truth is, if you're just like, OK, right now it's not hard. I'm going to just go back to making out with my partner or we're going to take a quick break. And come back and have a quick break on the show. Like. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a quick break, babe, and get some pizza. No, but you're going to like, maybe you're going to take a break your, with your partner and say like, okay, let's, but it doesn't mean that it's done. So I think we get, it's the attachment we have to what's happening with our arousal that gets us less aroused. So we can bring it back if you believe that it will come back.
3: Yeah, I think like, uh, because there are times it's like something happens and you're like, oh my God, like I just lost it. I don't know what happened, but you get so fixated on the fact that you lost it. You keep yourself in that box.
0: Right. Because you're thinking about it and that means that your blood is flowing to your head away from your genitals. So the more you're thinking, the less aroused you are. It's true. The more you're obsessive. So it is yeah. true. If your brain is taking all that blood flow and flush, you know, your your genital, you no longer have blood rushing there. So where do you want your blood to rush and flush? <laughs> <laughs> to the genitals. We're going to take a quick break. You can think about that. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we come back onto your calls. Something magical happened this year. The magic wand turned 50. Just think about how much the world has changed over the last 50 years. I'm talking disco to dubstep, payphones to cell phones. I mean, do you realize the magic wand came out a full year before we landed on the moon? That blows my mind. There's a reason the magic wand has stood the test of time. It's just that freaking good. Time Magazine named it one of the most iconic inventions. Cosmo calls it the little black dress of vibrators. In other words, it's the one vibrator you need to have. In case you haven't seen one at any point over the last 50 years, the Magic Wand is a full-size massager. And yes, it works great on the shoulders too. For most women, its power and size make it the ultimate clitoral vibe. I call it the sure thing. And because things get better over time, you now have two models to choose from. The original plug-in version for constant power, or the variable speed rechargeable version for cordless convenience. I've been obsessed with my Magic Wand since before I started the show. I even had my nightstand modified so I could keep it plugged in from inside the drawer. That's how much I love a Magic Wand. If you haven't tried one, what are you waiting for? Just go to magicwandemily.com. That's magicwandemily.com to order yours today.
3: Michael. 29 in Illinois and he wants to know is it normal for men to crave anal activity oh yeah
0: hey Michael hi how are you I'm good so anal you're craving it from your partner or you would like to be the receiver of anal
2: I think I'd like to receive it we've been married 10 years and uh, I find myself more and more um, she has touched me before and I really enjoyed it and, but I'm worried about where that could lead to. Would it always stay a heterosexual desire or would I want something more? Right. Um, so oh. I can see where that could feel good. Yeah. And I also wanted to ask you um, what you thought about toys and <laughs> using those types of toys.
0: God, I love toys. I love, love toys. I really do. So I'm glad you asked this, Michael. First of all, it's a sexual act. It's not your sexual orientation. So that's all it is. So having anal sex, there's a lot of straight men who really like anal sex, who like being anally penetrated, using a toy, using a, you know, a dildo, using a strap-on. And that's because it feels so good. It's this, the prostate in men is like the male, the P-spot, like how women have a G-spot. So for men, exploring that area, tons of straight men does not mean you're gay at all. Where it could lead to is explosive full-body orgasms that you just had no idea you could experience. So I think that maybe starting with her finger Using some lube Maybe using a strap-on at some time Or a dildo That might feel great So I think it's, it's totally fine That you're curious about that And it makes a lot of sense so um, How does a strap-on work? I'm not
2: familiar with
0: that Okay, so a strap-on you Use like a belt It's like a harness That has a dildo on it So essentially She would wear it around her waist And then you would buy like a dildo That looks like a penis And it's sticking out And, it, and she would use that to penetrate you and she would use lots of lube, and you would go slow. And there's a classic film on this. I hope it's like Carol Queen's called "Bend Over, Boyfriend." You could find it. You could actually go to our site, sexwithemily.com. We have a store there, and um, we have there's a lot of harnesses there, and you could probably find this. But that it's called pegging. It's uh, something you don't try right away, I think. You don't want to go home and try it tonight, but I think it's something you could build up to. There's also um, toys like Aneros makes amazing toys for men called the um, Trident. They have a Trident line, and it's a toy that you put in your prostate that can just feel amazing. It's made just for that kind of stimulation. This is good news. I love that you're exploring this and that your your wife is into it.
2: Okay, and so like as a Christian, do you have any uh, advice is that okay from a Christian perspective to do those types of
0: things? Um, I, I I don't have advice from a Christian perspective, but I have advice from a, a human perspective and that we all, our pleasure is our birthright. And I think that in order for all of us to um, have really incredible sex and connected sex and to feel it's our right to have pleasure and that to explore all these delicious erogenous zones that we have that we never ever explore so i think that is your right i can't speak on your on your religion but i can tell you that i i want you to have all the pleasure and experience that you desire you're young you're 29 years old you know you want to stay with your partner you can keep growing it and experiencing things so that's what i know you deserve okay, so pleasure last
2: question, then, sorry. You don't worry, then, that this would grow towards wanting to have, um... To be gay. Maybe, you know, like the male contact.
0: No, yet. no, I do not. I mean, have you... You tell me, though, Michael. Have you ever had any fantasies about being with men, ever? Like, when you were a kid? Was there ever anything like that in your mind? Uh, yes. Okay,
2: but so... Never have done it. Well, I that's just, okay. So... It's, work, it's still good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, anal sex, having anal sex would not lead you to change your sexual orientation and desires. If you're interested, you might be interested in men that could, don't blame it on the anal sex. It's something that I think might be important for you to explore because I think that's also not a way to live life. If you have desires and urges, I think that's just the, the, a way of life. I think that, that that might be something you need to explore. I don't think it's a, slip, a gateway. I don't think anal is a gateway for you becoming gay.
2: Okay. Okay. Awesome. You've Thanks. been very helpful. Time. Of course.
0: I will be here for you, Michael. Thanks. Have a great night. A lot of times, we have fantasies about members of the same sex Like, and it doesn't mean that we, we're we gay. It doesn't mean anything. We have fantasies that we don't actually want to act on. So that's really common too. I just want you guys to know men fantasize about men. doesn't mean you're gay. Women, often women fantasize about women. doesn't mean you're lesbian. And the other thing is that just about prostate stimulation, if I didn't mention this, it's actually really good for your health for men. It's a very healthy part of having a good sex life and your sexual health and wellness keeping it in top shape that's what i gotta say about anal for now all right we
3: have renee 32 in iowa and she wants to know how to break up with someone around the holidays
0: oh, renee tis the breaking season hey renee hi there hey hey <laughs> this is the time of year so,
1: I, <laughs> I know it is kind of it's more than just the holidays too because the other thing is you don't want to do it during the holidays because it's like just he kills the spirit right but also i am currently his ride to work
2: mm. so
0: okay you mean every di- well, wait. how do i do this without completely leaving him in the cold well okay so like literally leaving him in the cold because you're in iowa so right. so do you so wait my question for you is this so are you guys did something how long have you been together and are you certain you want to break up did something happen are you just ready I'm just
1: ready. We've been together since July, officially, you know.
0: Okay. And it's just,
1: like, there were a couple things that I was trepidatious about getting into a relationship, and I told him, because he's a smoker, and I cannot stand the taste yeah, of Yeah, that's a deal-breaker. Obviously, a in deal my breaker. clothes. Yeah. And he told me he'd try to quit, and he I even bought him gum and everything, and... That's not happening. Here we are, almost December.
0: Yeah, okay, so six, seven months, and you're not into it. I think you just, that's fine. That deal, Smoking is a deal breaker. Like, that is. I get it. So I think, and whatever else, I mean, it's been six months. So I think, Renee, you just got to, you know, I think the tip is you got to meet up with him. I think that's the right thing to do. And just say, I'm not, I love the time we spent together, and I'm just really not feeling this relationship. I mean, you're not married. You don't have kids. I mean, I know, I think it's the right thing to do. And he'll find another. How was he getting to work before he met you? He had a car and it um, died
1: on him during our relationship and he just hasn't had the money saved up yet to get his another car.
0: Yeah, well, he'll figure it out. So, you know, because you're also doing him a favor by letting him go when you know it's over. Like, I think a lot of us think we want to stay in the relationship because we feel so bad that they're never going to be able to get on without us, but we're actually doing him a favor by letting them go. So I think, you know, yeah, the holidays, but you sound pretty certain that you're done.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's really been building now because there's, you know, he's just, like, I
0: feel like I give and I never receive.
1: Yeah, I know like, that in, feeling too. And
0: have you tried <laughs> to work on it? Like, have you told him the things that are important to you to receive?
1: I guess I've probably done the girl
0: thing and done a bunch of hints. Yeah, that doesn't work. Our partners aren't mind readers, especially right. men. And women don't read men's minds. Okay. We don't. I mean, this might be a practice for you in another relationship or if you want to give it one more try, it really helps to be direct and say, you know what? I, every time I see you, I bring you coffee and a donut in the morning when I pick you up for work. And I would just love if you, it sounds like you want him to, you know, if you surprised me with something or you planned the date or whatever your things are, you got to let him know. Uh, you know, we, their hints don't right. work. We think they do, and then we get all mad and have a whole, we break up in our head, right? But they don't know. He didn't get well, it. Well, like,
1: okay, well, I have been direct on a couple of things. Like, for example, for Christmas, he just out of the blue told me that he wants this specific jersey that's $100. I go, oh, okay, well, here's my wish list. He goes, oh, that's nice. I'd want one of those, too. Oh, like, so he sounds okay. like cheap. Right, like,
0: <laughs> like you're supposed to buy for him, and he's not going to buy. Yeah, he sounds maybe he's a little cheap and insensitive. I think he's just selfish more than anything. Well and that is selfish. That
1: way too. So I've noticed how, how spoiled he is. Like he moved during our relationship and his aunt and his
0: mom showed up and cleaned his new apartment, oh. off the and set him up. Oh God, he's a mama's boy. How old is he? He's forty. Oh, he's forty. I'm telling you, it doesn't mean anything about it. age doesn't really tell you anything, but he sounds no, like he's does. kind of a mama's no. boy. <laughs> Um, maybe spoiled yeah it sounds like you You kind of know and if he's you know but if you yeah I'm yeah. just getting more and
1: more hints as we go along yeah like, oh.
0: that says a lot he's 40 and his mom cleaned the place he doesn't have a car and you're picking him up and you're a giver you're a pleaser like it feels good to you to give I someone am? yeah I can tell you want to fill him up you don't mind driving him you don't mind that's who you are and that's really easy to also end up with people who might take advantage of it and who are selfish so Renee let's learn from this right. I think we learn we can if we, if we choose to each relationship that we're in and then we get out of it there's a lesson there's so many lessons to learn a lot of us blame the person and we don't think about it but to go okay well why was I attracted to him and then then you know you could even just take some time without dating and be like what was it and what could I not do next time so that could be really helpful for you but I think you just got to be honest honey and not stay with him just because it's the holidays
2: his mom can drive him
0: to work okay (laughs) okay (laughs) I'll let her know okay good perfect you got this Renee just be honest be yourself Okay, hey. thanks for calling Sex hey. with Family. I appreciate it, Renee. We are here. We are taking your calls. And we are here for Brian. All right, He's Brian. He's
3: in Colorado, and his wife of 25 <sighs> years has no interest in okay, sex. Okay,
0: Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, Emily. Hey.
2: How are you?
0: Good. So
2: I have the wife that <laughs> enjoys the sex but has, like, no interest in no talking about it. No texting, no talking. It's just when it happens, it happens. 17-year-old daughter at home, Yeah, and it's
0: kind and guys, of boring. Yeah, 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 I hear you. So you, well, how was it at the beginning?
2: It was good. It was good at the beginning, no okay. doubt.
0: And if you guys ever, I mean, I know it's 25, I'm just trying to think, like, when did it, was it after you had kids, or it's just been, like, the last?
2: Yes, definitely so, after we had kids.
0: <laughs> so, it's, so right, so it's been a long time now, and you guys have never really talked about sex?
2: Well, you talked, and she'll talk, but then it, no action. Nothing follows.
0: Right. No yeah.
2: sexy texting. Nothing. None yeah. of that. It's like she's shy and embarrassed about
0: it yeah well that's a thing because no one else is doing it we didn't learn we weren't raised that way you know she thinks it's wrong and you know sinful so it sounds like you might have to try a different approach here because you love your wife and you want to stay with her so i think it's more of a talk about like the state of our sex life together like hey you know when you guys are at dinner or you do something outside the bedroom and just say i really our intimacy and our sexual health of our relationship is so important to me and so I want to talk about it because it is important for us to connect and be intimate. And so, let's talk about some things that might get you more in the mood, or what we can do to, like, make it more about her. You know, more about finding what what actually gets her in the mood and turns her on. And you know, if she might be if she's is she your age as well, forty seven. Yes. You know, again, there I there I'm going to have some hormone experts on the show because there could be something going on with hormones. But you said it's been going on a long time, so it's, I'm not just going to blame hormones. I'm going to blame the fact that women get turned on differently and aroused different than men and that we get stressed out. We, you know, we, we, we get disconnected from our bodies. We don't masturbate as often as we should. And we just don't, we don't, we just disconnect from it. And we just feel like it's a separate part of us. And then we so much time goes by. So it sounds like she needs to get to know herself again. So, and we need to find out what she is into and what, you know, there's a, there's a good blog on our site called, um, mind, body, libido. It's at sexwithebly.com. That might be very helpful for you guys to read together and just get some more information about it. In a loving place, not blaming her, not shaming her for not wanting for so long, but like from a state of like, I love us and, I'm cons- and I, and I want to help make this great for you again. And just be patient
2: that sounds good
0: okay good thanks brian (laughs) thanks for calling sex with emily yeah you're so welcome you guys here's the thing we um i think that we often think well we had a conversation once or we tried it we've said it three times i want more sex and nothing's happened or 10 times but then you think well it doesn't mean that your partner doesn't actually want to it just means that we got to change our tactic we got to change the way we're talking about it try something different so i just think you don't give up keep calling me we'll give you suggestions All right, everyone, thanks for listening to this SiriusXM hump day treat. Let me know what you think about it. And thanks to my amazing, amazing team, Ken, Sarah, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.